So there are many things we didn't learn at school and one of them being personal finances because the way people have been using Klarna, I can tell <laughs> that needed to be a mandatory subject in school. Yeah, that whole, it did. That whole aspect of just like credit, kind of what it is, how it actually affects people, like how it impacts your life. Like even though right now it feels like because we don't have anything to really buy right now, if you know what I mean, like we're not mm. saving up for a mortgage right now or like we don't need to borrow a large sum of money right now. But like if you have really poor credit, it's quite hard to build back up, if you know what I mean. Because obviously mm-hmm. the ideal credit score is like what, 999. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like if you actually have a crap credit score, you're not you're not going to be able to buy a house. Uh, what not there's going to be bare that you can't do like your the, the type of credit cards that you're going to have are going to be like so low limit or like you might even get rejected so you might not be you might not even mm. be able to have a credit card and it's just things like that that I feel like needs to be um taken a bit more seriously kind of at school but then it's just a case of do you think that it is whose responsibility is it do you think it's your parents responsibility to teach you about this type of stuff or do you actually think it's like secondary schools um responsibility that's honestly such a great question and my answer to that is if we're being honest a lot of parents don't know what they're doing as well (laughs) parents have bad credit scores too and you know what I mean it kind of it can kind of lead into this cycle of um financial illiteracy do you know do you get what I mean so I think definitely it should um be taught at school I mean we've already established here in previous episodes that schools are microcosm of society so why Mm -hmm. wouldn't you prepare um children to be equipped in a financial world I mean the only the only thing I can kind of think of is it's beneficial to banks and credit card companies if we become increasingly illiterate. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? It's at, yeah. it, it's it will definitely feed into the whole like capitalism model um, of the whole like even the whole idea of borrowing more than you can actually afford um, and how to also leverage your money. Like I just don't. I, I think it's very silly the fact that we're not taught at school. And I think like from age fifteen and sixteen from time that you can get a job that's when you should yeah mm-hmm. that's when from you the time you, from the time you have a flipping national insurance number like because when, when did everyone get their national insurance number like three, 15, you usually 16. get three months before you turn 16 16 that's when you get yeah it. that's what i mean it's just like there's been there's just so much that i just i just don't even know or that i just haven't even been taught and i haven't really even thought about it too tough like the whole credit thing don't get me wrong mm-hmm. i feel like with credit i've actually thought about it and stuff like that like my credit score is not bad but it's just like I don't think people realize that the the whole seriousness of it. Like, if you actually miss a payment on something, if you'd like, let's say you're paying your phone bill and you and you pay it like a couple of days late, your credit score's ruined. It's in the mud. Yeah, like Literally. it's not a joke, and it, yeah. it's gonna take ages to kind of well, I say ages, but it might take a bit of a long time to build it back up to where it was. All because you didn't you didn't pay the flipping. I don't know, £30 a month for your, for your phone for one time. Literally, and I feel like um, also building up the credit, um, like, who's even going to teach you how to do that? Like, for example, um, when I first, like, luckily I haven't had a bad credit score or anything like that, but when I mm-hmm. um, first started looking into credit and what a credit history is, um, I didn't realise, like, when you take out a credit card and they encourage you to use it, you shouldn't be using more than 10 to 30%. Yeah. really yeah you shouldn't be using because it shows it looks like you're either bad with your money or you increasingly every month need to to max out your credit card which which isn't good I didn't know that but if you're increasingly over time using between 10 to 30 percent then that's how your limit gets um increased so even just having the access of information on the internet like I don't know like I think the fact that we're not taught at school and then 
on the internet, yeah, we've got these like YouTube personal finance gurus who haven't mm-hmm. invested in stocks their whole life but are reading other people's articles and then relaying misinformation. Like, where are we actually supposed to start? Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's actually true. Like, where do we, where do we actually start? And I feel like, really and truly, we should start at school. Um, because mm. I feel like, don't get me wrong. Like, school, it does teach you stuff. I guess, like, the stuff that we learn at school is a bit. Some, some of it is actually a bit irrelevant. Like, I don't know why mm. I know how to do flipping circle theorem and Sokotoa, the synchronous tan thing on the, mm. <laughs> on the calculator. Oh, but I don't know how to even. I don't know anything about credit, but yeah, and how to do work at the flipping angle of a triangle. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah. foolishness that I'm never going to yeah. ever have to do in real life. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I feel like it just needs to be more of a thing where schools just need to kind of take it a bit more serious. Although I feel like at maybe 11 or 12, it might be a bit, I don't want to say hard to understand, but obviously when you're a child, like, you don't care about credit. But I yeah, feel like maybe... Say, what... it, might take, it may take out like the childish like innocentness yeah. away like I think 15 16 is a great age because that's when I first yeah. started to become interested in like um okay what's trading what's stocks what yeah because you know what I mean we, we're increasingly reminded yeah that the the you can make money if you have money literally by mm-hmm. by simply having money money so, actually makes money it's not a joke exactly so why are we not like equipped with it I remember like I think we were in like Mr Bull's class or something yeah and um it, I think it was in history and I remember just remi- remembering the price of an apple stock like I just remember the price of it like it was just it was higher but I was just thinking maybe I should save my birthday money and um invest <laughs> in it yeah I must, I must have been 15 or something best believe yeah best believe I've looked at that apple stock maybe this week the the way it's just gone all the way up mm-hmm. it's crazy same with Amazon same with like um like people don't even know you can start with a little as little as 10 pounds like there's this um site called crowdcube or um so it's basically like crowdfunding but um you're mm-hmm. investing in stocks yeah and um i basically i wasn't i wasn't um i think i was like 17 so i wasn't old enough to invest um but there was this one um company i really wanted to invest in it was like um, a mobile banking app best believe that mm-hmm. app has skyrocketed rocketed 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 and I was thinking if I had the ability to invest if I had learned how to do it properly if I was able do you know what I mean like then maybe Mm -hmm. things would have been a bit different and I wouldn't be eating my last can of beans do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe you just wouldn't actually be broke but um, yeah no it's it's so so true and I feel like learning about stocks and trading I feel like for me yeah so I don't have interest in it but I think because Mm. I just constantly see people pushing it saying oh join this GC to learn how to do this and that and invest like 300 pound it's just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) like like, when I actually see foolish it just kind of just puts me off I just think like why are you guys always pushing this like why and I feel like traders and people that invest in stocks like I feel like on social media they all just have the same type of personality and they're all just Mm -hmm. so flipping annoying it just really just puts me off but then, like in in um in the other in another episode that we done, when I was talking about like Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that, like that was all what <laughs> <laughs> that was like penny stocks and frauds. That's so oh lit. I don't care. Anyone says, you know yeah. when they were throwing what? them in the um like as an archery, they threw the donny yeah. into the little trampoline thing. <laughs> That's what I mean. I feel like. Not to say that, um, or to be fair, that obviously that film was all about fraud and it was glamorised and it just mm-hmm. looked lit. But I feel like maybe um, 
like stocks and trading needs to be kind of marketed in a bit more of an interesting way or like mm. if it's to be taught in school it needs to be taught in an interesting way because I can't lie to you to me it just looks boring like but when I watched Wolf of Wall Street I thought yeah I would now go do penny, <laughs> penny stocks and cheats <laughs> do you know what I'm saying for real and I feel like just um the access to it needs to be democratized like for me personally if I see a guy on Insta promoting promoting forex trading and they're saying you can make, um, do you know what I mean, 1K a month. Why are you not making mm-hmm. 1K a month? Do you Blue. know what I mean? <laughs> insert TikTok, insert TikTok sound. <laughs> you know, no one's going, yeah, I'm saying it. But yeah, literally, like, we definitely need to ensure that access is like, because it is interesting to an extent. Like, I'm sure you, especially young people, can be interested by it. We definitely need to democratize access. But also, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like the fact that the school schools don't teach us about it yet. I think that's why a lot of young people um, either either spend their money quite frivolously, um, and all that they may pick up um, bad habits from parents, um, living paycheck to paycheck. Well, obviously everyone's situation is different. I really want to put that mm-hmm. into context, but also like not <clears throat> saving and just having generally a bad relationship with money. Like for example, yeah, I was. <laughs> We might have to take this out, but well, I'll just reduce the names. I had um, a co-worker, yeah, when I was doing, um, like, bartending. Um, mm-hmm. And this babe was telling me she had gone to New York, she had gone to Mexico, and um, she went to another place. But basically, like, faraway destinations. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. wow, this babe, I did not know bartending can take you this far. Like, I was thinking, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and then as we've got closer and closer now... Um, She's come to tell me, like, we're talking about personal finance, basically this topic. And she was telling me she ended up in 10K debt. And it got to the point where if her car broke down, that's it. Like, there's she's not getting to work. And how she had to pay wow. off. And I was just thinking, like, on social media, everyone's seeing the, the bikini, the coconut water, the pina colada. But people obviously don't realise, like, how much stress is going to be causing this babe every day. Do you know what I mean? Having to go mm-hmm. on a debt plan. And I just thought, um, like, a lot of this stuff could be avoided if, if we learn it in, in school. Period. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. <laughs> 100%. And in terms of, like, debt as well, like, people don't realise, like, how serious debt can be, especially if it's from, like, these little loan sharks or whatever, mm. or, like, these random little loan shark companies and whatnot. But, um, yeah, like, I feel like debt can actually seriously ruin your life. And, like, it will just swallow you up. And I feel like a lot of people... Like, sadly, a lot of people do kill themselves if they actually can't get out of, yeah. like, debt. It's actually a serious thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just, more education needs to be kind of targeted towards, like, or focused on, sorry, like, debt and the types of debt that there are. Because if you, because if you look at the type of debt that we're in, we're going to be in debt to uni. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And although we are in debt, technically, I don't really see that as bad debt, if you know what I mean. It's an investment it's like, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like we only pay it back when we earn like I think over twenty five thousand, and even then, it's only like mm-hmm. a small percentage of your um wage mm-hmm. or whatnot. Yeah, so it's that's over kind of a minor or something like that maximum. Yeah, yeah, and then it gets written off or whatever. But then there's people that will actually like they will go broke, or I don't want to say go broke, but like they will just spend money just foolishly. Yeah, on go rubbish. broke to look rich, basically. Essentially, and then now, like what, like 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 your um coworker in like ten k debt, and it's just like, how is that now going to get paid off? Because obviously, mm. 
But like bartender ain't gonna really pay that off too tough, is it? Yeah, for real, for real. Literally, and like I'm like literally just one Google search away, yeah, you'll find things like the debt snowball method and and all of these things. But I think I think it's also like partly because ugh, we we kind of live in like especially for me, yeah. My my thing is probably like during the pandemic, my kind of like Achilles heel is closed. Like it's really bad. Like I'm not going anywhere, mm-hmm. but I've bought like loads of jackets. It's and it's like we're going into summer. <laughs> And I feel like just, um, for example, the industry of fast fashion kind of encourages us to um, spend money so frivolously. So, like, for example, yeah, I think I I read um, in an article that Zara has 52 collections a year, which means every week they're turning around new clothes, new clothes, new clothes. And now we're seeing the introduction of, like, fast homeware. And I just thought that's crazy because... Um, like even in my house yeah some of the stuff that we've had is since we've moved in like your I don't necessarily think a home should be changed every season like you shouldn't mm. have to rearrange everything and now we're seeing the introduction of like Zara home H&M home like these things are encouraging us to follow trends and I just feel like that pressure is encouraging us to spend money like like it's water like do you know what I mean like it's something for free yeah and I think also like the quality of these products as well like let's be real they're they're made very very cheaply and they're gonna break after like or they're gonna be really worn down after like maybe like what a month then you're gonna have to go back and buy it again so I feel like it's literally just like a vicious cycle like these companies and these brands know what they're doing like I feel like this whole fast fashion epidemic or whatnot like even like with pretty little thing with boohoo and whatnot really and truly boohoo clothes and pretty little thing they're crap they're so bad. They're rubbish. Literally. But we still buy them. Literally. Like, I'll see a little six pound dress. I think, oh, yeah, let me just go buy it. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Just, just one, because it's six. Just one motive. Yeah, exactly. Do, do you get it? Just because it's six pounds. Like, and then my bank account. Like, my bank account is saying minus six, minus eight, <laughs> minus 10, minus 11. And before you know it, 200 pounds is gone in a week. Exactly. Exactly. And like, it's, it's just so problematic because I think, and it's also just very, very enticing. Like, you know, when something's mm. just cheap, you just think, ah, oh, because it's cheap, it's not really going to affect me too tough if I if I buy it or whatnot. And if it breaks or whatever, oh, it was cheap anyway. It was cheap, doesn't yeah. matter. And then you're going to keep on doing that and doing that and doing that. Mm. And then, yeah, like, your money's gone. And you spend it on just a whole bunch of cheap items and cheap clothes. And, like, you throw and them you've all got away. nothing to show for it. You've got nothing tangible left in your hands, which is crazy. Which is so crazy. But, again, um, w- w- by saying that, yeah, I'm not necessarily attacking... I- we're not necessarily attacking the individual. We're definitely attacking the companies. Because there's some mm-hmm. people who said, you spent £200 on PLT, but you could have invested £200 into into Bitcoin or what? Do you know get? Well, I'm not trying to... <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. Come on. Am I supposed to wear potato sack to the motive? Like, let me... <laughs> let me... Let me live, <laughs> That's actually so true. Like, what are we actually supposed to do? But, um... um so, going back to, um like, school and stuff. Because, obviously, we went to um a state school, a really crap state school. Do you mm-hmm. think that maybe I don't know because like we've never been to a private school do you think that maybe in a private school setting that they might be more inclined to teach about this type of stuff or what an excellent question Mateo wow (laughs) just out of just out of curiosity I just wondered because obviously that we've both gone to that crap schools (laughs) literally literally um so like my my um my youngest he basically he goes to um a private school um but scholarship I want to make it clear we ain't got peas <laughs> and um I wouldn't necessarily say they t- um, teach him um personal finance but in terms of investing in yourself and um career opportunities and starting from young so from year 10 they had like people from like Harvard 
um, Yale, Oxford, Cambridge, like they, they had these companies ready prepping them for the SATs in year 10. Like you're, they're thinking about their personal statement way earlier than the rest of us. Um, culture mm-hmm. capital in terms of um, accessing different locations, even like the fact that they've been able to go to Eton and Harrow, play cricket games against them. Like their experience is completely different from us. Like they're encouraged to network from age 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Like um, I know, I know one babe who, who, when she was 16 17 did her internship at like a a dad's friend's kind of like company and that that company was um like a biggest u.s firm like one of the biggest u.s firms um so just having that type of access and network definitely i don't think necessarily it's um formal it's definitely informal so through networks Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but also they have like electives um where they'll like I don't know let's say you want to study engineering at uni for two years throughout your a-levels you'll have an engineering preparatory course which is yeah so literally so it may not necessarily be personal finance but definitely equipping them for a career or a high earning career rather so um yeah definitely I don't know about personal finance but yeah they definitely get opportunities in that way but yeah crazy I I think that's so like that's actually just so crazy and then, like, when I think about it, like, what we were doing at school at, like, 14, 15, we definitely didn't have any of that. And I think Not as well... They were, they were offering BTEC um, childcare, I think. That's what was one of the options. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, don't get me wrong, there was nothing wrong with doing BTEC um, childcare. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with actually doing a BTEC, but obviously not everyone is going to be doing a BTEC. Yeah, So yeah. I feel like for, ch- for kids like us, we were kind of... I should say, actually, to be fair, they said that from... Do you remember in year seven, like, mm-hmm. they would always tell us that, oh, we're, like, the smart issue group, but, like, going to get the best GCSE mm-hmm. results the school has mm-hmm. ever seen. And, like, mm-hmm. we were kind of told that constantly through the years, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that we were so smart, we're going to, we're going to go to, we're all going to go to university and I get, like. I do remember, yeah. Yeah, like, we, we all kind of got, um, got told that. Then when it came to GCSEs now, oh, your group got the worst GCSEs <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know what? Yeah, like what I actually do think it's just like the school didn't really do anything to actually proper help us prepare mm-hmm. for like life after kind of um secondary school. Because obviously there was a small batch of us that wanted to go into things like science, law, like business or whatever, like typically yeah. like high uni, earning um, uni subjects. Basically. Yeah, yeah, uni subjects or like typically going to like high earning um careers or whatnot. But we were we weren't even prepped in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form, mm-hmm. like at all. And I just thought, like, wow, like, I really thought, oh, yeah, I want to be a lawyer. Like, in year 10, I thought, oh, yeah, I really want to be a lawyer. But well, what does a lawyer do, do, though? But what do, I don't know any lawyers. Do you get what I mean? Especially do, at that age. Do you get it? I don't know anyone. Do I, I couldn't, honestly, it wasn't until I I moved to sixth form, which was, um, quote, unquote, an academically better school, grammar school, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I knew the difference between a solicitor and barrister. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I knew what the magic circle was. Like I found that all out in once I knew school, and obviously it comes with age, but uh, <laughs> it's so bad. But <laughs> and uh, in terms of access as well, like work experience, like um, I know people who did like um, their year ten work experience with like Clifford Chance or or, or Linklater's or same mm-hmm. in year twelve, and I just thought that like imagine having that access or having a school that's funded i think it's also about funding if we think about it because mm-hmm. um yeah. typically it's like schools that we went to were, were underfunded i don't want to say all state schools because i went to an academy that was definitely not underfunded and you could see mm-hmm. the effect they had an amazing gnt program um do you know what i mean like their lessons were different to ours and it's quote unquote a state school as well 
but um, mm-hmm. funding I think is really really important because it's basically you're def- you're you're prioritizing what's most important and as a school what's the most important thing to get your your students to pass not necessarily the mm-hmm. right students to do really really well but you need that big pass percentage do you know what I mean yeah and I feel like also with school as well like with the whole pass thing like I think that's also kind of a problem with school like mm-hmm. school is actually just about passing it's not actually about learning and I feel like if school was more about learning and like kind of progressing at your own pace then maybe I feel like I don't know maybe just there'd be different outcomes for different people if you know mm-hmm. what I mean because you see like and I feel like also sorry like it's drilled into us like oh if you don't pass like your, your life's over like mm-hmm. you're a failure like that's it that, that's actually the end of it. it's mm-hmm. actually not even the case but um yeah and I feel like also maybe if we didn't have this culture in I don't know if it's an English thing or whatnot if it's just education in general mm-hmm. but maybe if we actually didn't have this culture of just fo- focusing on passing mm-hmm. like there'd be maybe like less people let's say cheating in exams and like less people paying them companies to go write their mm-hmm. essays for them and stuff like that that was happening a lot literally and like I think because I've, I've, I've been to like different secondary schools and when I was living back home um I like I went to def- I went to an independent school for obvious reasons but um literally like the, there wasn't focus on necessarily passing it was kind of focused on the student experience number one but also um making sure every student can get the grades that they need to do you get what I mean and I think um we we also like we're in a system yeah where no child is left behind best believe I was in ninth grade I saw 22 year olds in my class you know what yeah when I was in ninth grade I saw um 16 year olds 17 year olds and one guy I think was the oldest in a year they said he was like 21 or 22 doing what <laughs> no but no but no. studying with us what <laughs> studying with us yeah 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 literally and I just like obviously that's um whether or not you believe every child should be left behind that's a different topic but um the focus on school experience like the focus on making sure every like every child kind of reaches their potential and then we definitely had electives mm-hmm. and we definitely had societies like my school experience there was 10 times better than my school experience here like for example once you finish grade 10 you can either choose to go into an arts course or a science course you can start learning economics or you could do like basic like um td which is technical drawing like the beginnings of architecture like um you you learn civics you progress from social science to civics like having like even politics as like a compulsory subject in your final two years of secondary school Mm -hmm. of high school like that's so important like to be that's going to educate a future electorate like did we even learn politics at school no i mean we learned citizenship oh my gosh citizenship yeah but we were the only ones like i don't i don't know any other secondary school that learned citizenship like that i even forgot about citizenship but to be fair like because when we done because we done citizenship from year seven till like like year Mm. nine or whatever then it became an option then that you could yeah see i started as a gcse but then obviously once yeah left I didn't do any more but like with citizenship it's just like I don't really take it seriously like what actually was citizenship so I think citizenship was more supposed to be like the PSHE kind of teaching us diversity inclusion democracy and even like I guess that's what it was supposed to be but just going off of that yeah I feel like it would have been really nice to know what an overdraft is and how to use it (laughs) Mm. do you get what I mean yeah, no, I even agree. Like with the whole with the whole overdraft thing as well. Like I didn't even really know what an overdraft properly was. I think until I went to that university because I've never even had I've never even had like overdraft ever. So like with the card that I've got now, like there's no overdrafts on it. Oh really? Like, yeah, so I don't even have overdraft. That's what I mean. 
Um, oh. But I feel like when people go to uni, they're always um, encouraged to get like student accounts. And in a mm-hmm. student account, you can get like up to a certain amount of overdraft or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's just crazy. Like, it's such a dangerous game because I get it. Because obviously, sometimes you might need a bit of cash or whatever. Mm-hmm. You might not actually have the money, so you can just go into your overdraft or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it's just a very, very dangerous game. And I feel like it could lead to a very, very bad, like, downward spiral where that you then actually can't get out of this overdraft like you're trying to dig your way out but you can't seem to do that Mm -hmm. so I know there's definitely people at uni that have had like overdraft limits like let's say yeah mine's um, 1500 1500 yeah yeah yeah, let's say that there's like an overdraft limit of like 1000 or whatever and people have been at like their max for overdraft and then like they've (laughs) that's what I mean and people have got like in first year like we had bursaries and stuff like that and people have got bursaries and then like they've had to use it to like, pay off like their overdraft and they're still in that same overdraft like it's not a joke yeah i've heard about situations like that as well that's the thing see the fact that it's kind of like an opposite story so the minute i signed i i didn't know an overdraft was but i just assumed because it was a student account that i had to get it so literally just before um i think after my uni choices were confirmed like where i was going i literally just remember going to my bank getting everything ready i was like wow that's his do you know what I mean? Like, wow, like, I've got, I've got, like, an overdraft account, like, I'm a proper uni student. But little did mm-hmm. I know, like, what it was actually used for. Yep. And, like, um, so when I, because this will kind of go into the whole idea of budgeting, yeah. My, yeah. um, I think after I paid my rent, yeah, I, I was left with no money um, for um, uni after student finance. And luckily, yeah. I had been, I had worked over the summer and I had my last two paychecks. My last paycheck was in October because I had worked in September. And that was the only way I could get through first term. I was so broke. I had no mm. money. I didn't think my rent would would take so much money. Like, And I just remember, like, I, I just didn't want to go into my overdraft. I just can't go into my overdraft. I mean, overdraft is a good thing if because it's interest-free. And it, it doesn't mm. necessarily affect your credit score, obviously, depending yeah. on how you use it or whether or not you max it out and go mm. over but um, it can be a good thing. But I just remember being so scared. Like, I just did not want to touch my overdraft at all just because I had so had so many bad stories. But talking about overdraft, I think the main reason why I wanted to bring it up is because we're encouraged to get a student account. So the main yeah. reason why <laughs> I even signed up to get that account was because I'd get a four years um, student rail pass with, <laughs> well, I think I'm paying up my bank. I don't want to do that because there's a lot of fraudsters. But um, yeah, and then other banks was like, you could get £100 or they'd give you like £80 book voucher on, um, yeah. do you get what I mean? So I was just mm-hmm. thinking like, wow, like four years for rail, like that's amazing. I know rail is so expensive. Best believe I've only used to train twice. <laughs> that's the worst And you know part. what? I didn't even go, I had to go collect it in person or something like that. I never went to go collect it. I've been booking the same coach back to Victoria Station every single time. <laughs> But yeah, literally overdraft is a dangerous one. And the fact that um, we're really encouraged like as students yeah, to take out loans to um, like even these like small, small loan places like loan sharks, they encourage yeah. students, you know, like mm-hmm. it's so cheeky. Like they know what they're doing because we know we're, they know we're stupid and they know we're impressionable and they know we've got a ripe credit score to ruin. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they know that we're actually vulnerable and like, they know mm-hmm. that student finance, to be fair, it depends on your situation. But obviously, for some people, like with student finance, it depends how much your parents make. So if you're mm-hmm. from a real low income background, you get the full amount of student finance mm-hmm. or whatever. But if you're from but if your parents make a lot of money, you get like really, really like low student finance that like, you can't even live, live off of it. Yeah. And I think also what the problem is as well, like uni rent is 
extortionate. It should not be as it's high a, as what it is. It's a crime. It's a crime. I'm so sorry. Like, rent in uni shouldn't be more than like, £100. I'm not even joking. Like, what we're paying for is crap. But if, um, if I told you my first year rent, I honestly, if I could save that money, yeah, by now, if I could save the rent, that I think I definitely would be able to get a mortgage. If I told you, <laughs> if I saved what I paid in first and second year and with my 30 it's not a joke. I'd get a mortgage in like three months' time, for real. It's actually not a joke. But I think, yeah, because they know that um, for some people, their student finance is low, rent is disgustingly high. And also, like, some people that come from, um, like, wealthy backgrounds, their parents don't even, like, want to help them out. Like, I feel like there's that just assumption that, oh, because someone has rich parents or whatever, that their rich parents are going to um, help pay their way through university. Yeah. Don't get there's me wrong. dysfunctional sometimes... families, you know. People forget. Exactly. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is the case. Like, sometimes their parents will help out. But then there's definitely situations where someone has come from a wealthy background now. They've got crap student finance and mad mm. high rent. And it's just like their parents ain't giving them no money when they have the means to do so. And like, and then that's, that's this is like when these um, yeah, loan shark companies true. come in and will come on prey on these little vulnerable, innocent people. Because really and truly, like money, like when you have an issue with money, it affects your whole life. Like it's not even a joke. Having like money really? problems and troubles with money, like this is why money is You can never real, be happy. You, you, you'll be... <laughs> Yeah. literally literally the one thing i've clocked as well yeah side note the bible when it comes to money facts, oh, facts. It is. if you can't handle a little then you will not be able to handle a lot yeah you need to learn how to budget a thousand pounds before you start touching ten thousand literally the, since i've been that bible wow 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 yeah no it's actually not a joke when it comes to money and it's just like i do feel so for people that actually have to actually go to um these loan shark companies and literally mm-hmm. have to go sell their soul <laughs> to the devil Ooh. just to be able to pay flipping rent also picking up like i think people forget yeah especially if you're doing something like demanding degrees let's say you're doing medicine there's people who do part-time jobs on top of that just to make rent you have to rate them i'm so sorry Honestly, like, because, even... yeah on paper it looks like maybe they'll be able to afford it but like let's say for example yeah let's say you own a family business um mm. And the business makes X amount of money, like you turn over X amount of money and on paper, it looks really, really good. But then halfway through, let's say something like the pandemic, your parents are not going to be able to support you anymore, are they? Especially if you're in hospitality. Do you get what I'm saying? How are you going to survive? Yeah, Yeah, so I mean, it's actually peak. It's it's just so, it's, it's actually quite depressing in a way. Like people's lives will actually be ruined by companies like this and like mm-hmm. these people feel they don't feel bad about it they don't feel bad that they're literally chaining people to death they actually don't care because money is money do you know Girl, what i mean and that whole mindset me. that's what i mean that whole mindset even needs to be changed like sometimes money actually is not just money like you have to have some type of moral compass some type mm-hmm. of like moral guide or something like to mm-hmm. make you realize that you know what like even though yeah you're getting money from these vulnerable vulnerable people it's not mm-hmm. it's not ethically right to be doing for this for real and you know when you said yeah that money really determines like everything in in that moment of your life yeah i've mm-hmm. been like I've, i'm not gonna like, i've at uni yeah i've been broke like not obviously i've been broke broke but as a student but i've been broke because maybe let's say i want to save money for next mm-hmm. year or i know i know something a bit like something really important is coming i have to do something yeah. for someone i have to save money and knowing i'm broke honestly it caused me so much stress like just like being not being able to spend money you um, you don't feel comfortable going out like it's if I'm being honest like there's times I've said no to go out or no to go to restaurants and stuff just because the peas like I knew I do you know what I mean it didn't make financial mm-hmm. sense for me to go like mm-hmm. yeah money ugh. 
Yeah, no, it's it, a thing. Yeah, like, even just like learning how to budget properly, because even because even like at university, mm-hmm. there's so many hidden costs that you don't even know. Because I mm-hmm. remember the first hidden cost that I realized, yeah, was paying laundry. a flipping do- Oh yeah, laundry. <laughs> but I was gonna say, but paying deposit. a deposit. <laughs> I paid a deposit. I had Admin no fee, idea. Cleaning fee, everything. I oh had God. no idea, like. Cause like when I first got into uni, or whatever, and I got my accommodation, when I was seeing two hundred and fifty, but you need to pay two hundred and fifty pound deposit within the next forty eight hours. I was thinking, what? Like yeah. two hundred and fifty pound? I was thinking, no, like I didn't know this was even a thing yeah. like that. I just thought... when you have to pull it out your savings. Oh my god! When you have like, I had to ask mom. I was like, mom, I'm so so sorry. Like, can you actually pay this deposit for of me? Because I had yeah. no idea, like this was even going to be a thing. And obviously, I paid it back, but. It was just like when it comes to deposits, and even like when I was in first year and I was trying to get accommodation from second year, mm. I made the same mistake again. I just forgot about a deposit, and I was just like, "Oh, mama, like, can I, I, can I buy that, like three hundred? Yeah. Can I buy like three hundred pound? I'll pay you back, whatever." And it's just like, although yeah. don't get me wrong. To be fair, I'm actually very good with money at university. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very, very good with money. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go. I've been broke at uni, like mainly in first year, but in second year, third year, I've been calm. Yeah, yeah but it was just like. But it's just things like that, like learning how to actually kind of put money aside, remembering that in the future you're going to have to pay a, a, a big chunk for something that's, else. That's what scared me. Either, that's why I didn't like to yeah. spend money. I became frugal at uni, man. Like, yeah, it's no joke. Oh, and I even like it. back to the whole laundry thing. Um, why am I actually paying to be clean? Like 100%. being clean is just like, I feel like it's just human don't right. have a right to be clean. Please, <laughs> it should be a human right. Oh my goodness. Because I remember, yeah, if you know the devil we're talking about, yeah, at circuit laundry yeah yeah so, oh, circuit sorry so, whoever owns circuit yeah they're not seeing dry, heaven 100 it's shaped on 100 one one pound 30 to dry i think it was one pound 30 170 to buy your clothes and you know at the end of the year once you put money in it you can't take it out you can't mm-hmm. take out the money i just remember <laughs> just feeling pain seeing that five pounds still in there Thinking, wow, do you know what the worst part is? You can't you can't even top up specific amounts. You can only top up like five, five pounds. Pound, and you have to do it through <laughs> PayPal or something like that. It used to, yeah. it used to irk me differently. And I remember, yeah, what I, I think it was like one pound seventy. And I was thinking, what 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 is it actually air that they're using to dry my clothes? I can really <laughs> just blow. Like what is going on here? I just thought it was just like, why is it so expensive, so extortionate? Like it was that day, yeah, I made sure I had a washing machine in my second year house because I was not dealing with circuit. And you know when it's full as well? Oh, and there's no washing machines about certain man's, no, you know certain man's boxes were getting dashed to their yeah, left and the right. I cannot lie to you. Like, when it came to laundry and stuff like that, it was just a case of survival of the fittest. Like, if I was, go- if I was to go down to the laundrette, all the washing machines were full, yeah. But, like, sometimes there'd be a washing machine that was full, but at the time it was on zero. Yeah. Like, so if the time was on zero, I think, okay, cool. Like the time I might have just literally just finished now, and I and I'm gonna give someone like ten minutes to come downstairs and go get their stuff, or whatever. I would come back in about fifteen minutes. If, whatever. It's, not, if yeah. it's still in, if it's still in there, and the time is still on zero, which which obviously is gonna be. Tell me, you're I'm, dashing it. Sorry, I'm dashing it. I have to take it out. I'm taking oh, out your laundry. I'm leaving it on the table. No, yeah. I'm so sorry because I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to be waiting. I have such a funny story. Yeah. So basically, I went to a different account because I was just getting pissed, and I basically I had to do. I think I just, it was like a Friday, but I think I finished early. So I was like, oh my gosh, let me do laundry in the middle of the day. That's such a smart idea. Why is the whole laundry, everything like, and best believe they would be broken as well. There was always one or two machines broken. So I had to, so basically in my accommodation, yeah, I've gone to the next closest accommodation. I've brought um, my laundry, my basket, I've put it in, yeah. Then it's the carrying it back. 
that stressed mm. me out. Why are clothes dropping on the floor? Now I have to rewash <laughs> it again. Mandem are looking at me differently. Like I remember these one guys were just looking at me like, is this girl okay, bruv? And I was like, please, <laughs> if anything drops, just um I'm so sorry. Like it was just <laughs> it was just a big mess. Like Yeah. Oh. It's not a joke. Like it's actually not a joke. Like stuff like that, laundry, like the whole deposit thing. And even what other secret costs are there at uni? I'm trying to think. That we have to oh, cab like on the for. way on the way back home. You don't you don't factor in cab, like back from a motive. That was one thing I always used to forget about. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. having like motive money. Like yeah. although like don't go I didn't going mind. out. Yeah, I was gonna say sorry. Like going out depending on where your university is is kind of cheap, but also having like Uber money. Make sure you always have Uber money because there's some proper broke bummy bitches out here. They ain't oh trying to pay you gosh, back. Gosh, one hundred percent. Literally, Listen. I always used to forget about the cab, but because it's like we split it. It'll come to like one pound, so it's kind of like calm. Mm. But you know what it is? It's if there's ten men in a cab, yeah, and it's twenty pound. Now you've paid twenty pound. Now you're gonna look like a bum chasing each man for one pound seventy. Do you know what? Do you know it's really funny. I don't care. Just run me my money. I actually don't it's your care. Piece, like, it's your piece. I'm, I'm actually that person. I will ask for the money back if there's been a big number of us. Like they say, there's been eight of us, and it's like divided. They say cabs like I don't know one pound seventy each. That's still like money coming out of my pocket. Your account, yeah. Because now you're yeah. like you're like um flipping like eleven, twelve pounds short. And when you're in uni, because when I'm outside of uni, yeah, money ho especially when I'm working. Wow, wow, wow. I I don't even feel it come out of my account. But get it. it's, it's at like uni I'll, I'll tap like it's oyster card sometimes. Honestly, because I don't you know I don't even use card, I just use Apple Pay. And yeah, um, Apple Pay's a disease. Literally it's a very <laughs> It's a big disease because I'll actually treat it like a Nando's card, Oyster card, or something, as if I'm not paying. Yeah, one hundred percent. It it encourages frivolous behaviour. But um, at uni, I would feel it, bro. I would feel it mm-hmm. like literally. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I did I didn't work um throughout uni. I used to mash work in the summer and save mm. up because I was like, at uni. Yeah, I slightly want to relax. Like yeah, uni, like, work, like, yeah. yeah. Working at uni is too difficult. I, I, I seriously like respect people that can have a part-time job and do uni because it's mm. really not easy. And I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, uni students are just lazy or whatever. But actually not. We're just yeah. very mentally tired. 100%. <laughs> and, you know, for two years, so for the first two years of uni, I had um, um, classes every day. So, mm-hmm. like, well, I, there was no there was no chance of basically, unless I was working in the evenings. And I, for me, if you know me, I like my sleep. I don't mm-hmm. do past... 10 11 o'clock people tell you so i couldn't be doing bartending i could only do it in the summer do you get me but um yeah i was hard man like work i don't know if you can find a job where at uni apart from bartending where you can work at night apart from like um overnight um retail warehouse or or something yeah but i don't feel comfortable to be traveling in the night and yeah it's a bit of a girl thing like yeah yeah, that's 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 not really a bit of me (laughs) for real for real but let's even talk about um once you get your bread, tax, oh tax. Oh, Joe, you know this whole National tax insurance. Thing, yeah, like this whole tax thing. I feel like tax should actually be taught at school. Like, I I don't care. Tax mm. should be taught from like year year nine, year ten, year eleven, or whatever. Like tax oh, needs to actually be taught in school because it's so, it's just so important. It's actually a thing, and I feel like people don't really know how to work out tax either. And you see mm-hmm. a whole bunch of like misinformation spread like wildfire please, on social please. media about tax. Please, even yes. like when tax, because when taxes are raised, yeah, people are talking about, ah, oh, 
why are we taxing the, the millionaires, the billionaires more? Da, 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 they're losing their hard-earned cash. And it's just like that you're not they're not getting taxed at what you think they're getting taxed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And people are forgetting, yeah, they don't understand what marginal tax is. Please, mm. please, please, yeah. If you're getting taxed 40%, you're not getting taxed 40% on everything. People need to like please like it's in the thresholds, it's in the brackets. Exactly, like. exactly. It's literally what you make over that amount that gets taxed. And literally when HMRC come, hello, <laughs> you're going to be shaking in your boots if you don't know how to arrange your taxes, especially if you're self-employed or yeah, um, what's the word? You're a worker, stuff like that. Like, yeah, we definitely need to learn about that. And also, yeah, I feel like we, like people need to know where our tax money is going to. Like, for example, like God bless the NHS, like our money goes there. But our money goes to pensions, our money goes to a lot of things, defence. And I feel like, yeah, if we were more like, as an electorate, yeah, if we knew where our money was going to, if we held the government account to account, then do you get what I mean? Speaking of which, speaking of which, because even the other day, flipping mm-hmm. Matt Hancocky, that waste man, was all caught embezzling money, like like hey. millions of like, taxpayers' money. Yeah. Well, we have to like, be careful, allegedly, before we get sued. Let me double check oh, yeah, you. Al- al- allegedly. allegedly. but that's what i mean it's just like even though yeah like we're all paying tax or whatnot it's still getting flipping embezzled (laughs) (laughs) it's actually really problematic but yeah the fact that he actually got away with that sorry it's it's too feisty like i don't know how that was even allowed to run and even the donnies they were getting like the nhs contracts and stuff like the track and trace contracts they were just giving it out to their mates that's what i mean that this is what i mean like i feel like just i think as a society we just need to hold like the government um like we just need to make them more accountable like hold them to account more and like we need to mm. just make them be a bit more transparent because like again i don't know how that was allowed to run how could matt hancocky embezzle money stop stop this name matt hancocky how could he actually get away with it this is what I mean, man. It's, it's actually a joke. Well, sorry, get back onto the topic of tax. and went on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> yeah, no, it does actually need to be taught. It's actually no joke. And I feel like it's actually it's actually just fundamental at this point. Like, that's actually mm-hmm. one thing that needs that we actually need to learn about from, I don't want to say, like, from a mad young age, not from, like, 11, but from, like, 14, 15 type of times. Like, so, you know, just just so you know, isn't it? it's just something that you yeah, actually Yeah, and also to... where it's going to, like, there's such a negative mindset without it. Like, I see so many people complain on social media. Like, I see, I see certain men, yeah, they'll be in one... They'll start their first grad job, start complaining about tax. My friend, you're earning 28K, you know? Like, there are people who are earning even more than that. Like, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, he'll start doing Tory government because he started one corporate job. No comment. But, um... <laughs> but, um... Yeah, like, just even in terms of, like, how we approach personal finance as well, I feel like a lot of blame is placed on the individual. The whole idea of, like, we've heard people say homelessness is a mindset. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's what I mean. You're not poor. You're mentally broke. Yeah, it's things like that. And even, like, it kind of relates to the um, other episode we've done, episode two, glamorization of the grind and stuff like that. That it's just, Mm -hmm. it's all of that. Like, the whole Jay-Z Twitter, Rich Dad, Poor Dad Twitter, like, the most financially literate Twitter, like, they uh, they they're just jarring like they make people feel like oh because they're poor it's their fault when it's actually not the case like just book like like being poor does not automatically mean you're financially illiterate it's it, 100 like, it's not a thing like that 100%. it's actually it's not as simple as that 
And I feel like that's what people need to actually understand. That just because you are working class does not mean you are financially illiterate. But I know that the argument is, yeah, people are going to be like, well, well, if you are financially illiterate, then you wouldn't be working class. It's just like, it's not, it doesn't work like that. It just does not work like that. For example, yeah, like, I feel like people dismiss um, or reduce the influence of institutions, companies, and Mm -hmm. just the system at play, like, in in keeping the rich rich and the poor poor. Like, um, I don't know if I was speaking to you about it, but um, I don't know, do you watch Black Mirror? Yes. I think the episode is called Nosedive, and it's like, you you give people five stars, and that's how they rise through the ranks of society. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, is it the... um... The one with the ginger girl, the ginger girl, yeah, and like she's trying to get like um like a five star rating to go to her mate's wedding yeah, or whatnot. Yeah, I think she's trying to get like a four point six, and she's she's basically like working hard to do that. And I was watching a basically like a breakdown of it, and it's kind of, um, it's kind of like, it's it, it mirrors society because those who already start at a four point seven, yeah, you basically get um ranked by your peers. So if you're starting at a four point seven, and everyone around you is a four point seven or above. And they keep rating you five stars. The system is created for the 4.7s to stay at 4.7 and above. But if you're a 4.3 and you're trying to get into the upper the upper classes, the 4.7s and stuff, you're only allowed to be ranked by people who are around you. So it's really, really hard to get up there. And maybe one or two might make it as an, ex- um, make it, um, as an exception. But that kind of just points to the whole idea of like, the system is at play. There's only so much you can do. If, mm-hmm. if like minimum wage is minimum wage yeah you have to make um the paycheck stretch yeah the cost of living is going up how are you how how dare you even say you're not poor you're mentally broke like people are really disregarding factors like people have inherited wealth they have uh, um, parents who you know who are financially literate so to speak like i don't know more time i said it in the last episode i'll repeat it here it's jay-z to our 48 laws of power more time you're the bombs like my guy they are, they are they're the worst ones they're the ones that are flipping sleeping on a mattress on the floor talking about oh yeah you ain't like you're broke because you're lazy and whatnot and it's just like oh mm. i just i just hate that type of mindset and it just needs to just it just needs to be eradicated like it just needs just to be munching on 99p chicken mayos bro just you know munching on saying? that, no vitamins, no minerals. That's it. Don't all eating space raiders and all of that. Like, hey, munch, munch. The little pickled onion one. Or just, hey. I, just I just can't take those people seriously. And I feel like those people are the ones that chat the most and that do the mm. most on socials. These are the ones that think that they're like that guy. And it's just like you have people on social media hyping up, hyping them up, saying, "Yeah, like they're that guy, they're that guy." But in reality. They're actually not that guy. Like, stop taking financial advice from someone that is actually broke. Like, stop it. Like, it just does not make sense. Like, and I, and I feel like when it comes to this, like, I don't mean, because I feel like the way I worded that was a bit cheeky. But what I mean is do not take financial advice from someone who you know is, like, kind of bad with money. Do you know yes. what I'm saying? It's like, it just, it just doesn't make yes. sense. It, it just never has made sense. But we're all taking financial advice from these flipping Twitter dons talking about, yeah, you don't need to be reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, uh, being broke, it's just a mindset, whatever. Like, it's just so stupid. For real, there's, and you know what it is, yeah? If we kind of, like, end this um, pod on a positive note, like, definitely we can take um, steps to obviously share some information that we've 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 kind of gathered in our own personal lives like one book I really recommend is I will teach you how to be rich by Ramit Sethi I found it really really helpful and obviously maybe on like the um on the pod Instagram page we can share some resources that we found helpful as uni students but also as young adults 
because yeah uni taught me yeah if you know me yeah when it comes to credit Mm -hmm. when it comes to direct debit when it comes to spreadsheets I don't play with my money I don't I don't I don't I get so scared of being blacklisted man like that's that's like my biggest fear for real for real well I would say books but I actually have none (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that babe Jules is that babe it's actually not me stop it stop it stop it (laughs) thank you for listening to today's podcast make sure to follow and share tell a friend to tell a friend and if you have any suggestions feel free to drop us a dm bye guys